Hello, this is Matthew Rook, and you are listening to Talk Matters. Let's get into it. Andy, I dare you to find another intro to a song with a riff that heavy. Yeah, good luck finding one. <laughs> All right. Especially off there. I mean, coming out of the early yeah. 90s with that. Yeah. Way ahead of its time. All right, man. Well, today I've got Andy Augustine on my show, a real good friend of mine. What's happening? Yeah, we've been friends since like first grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've BS for a little bit. I don't know, sometime throughout high school, whatever. But, you know, what friendship doesn't go through some stuff but now we're stronger than ever and it's it's going great oh yeah yeah so today i have andy on the show and i'm just gonna kick it off with some good news right off the bat andy and i have talked about it for a little bit and uh i'm gonna have andy on as a co-host oh yeah so some shows due to the nature of his job he's pretty busy so yeah i'll be on when i when i can so andy will be on when he can uh but yeah i'm really excited i'm really looking forward to this yeah I'm, i'm really excited i'm uh pretty pumped because i've kind of wanted to do something like this um for a while i just you know i never had an outlet and -hmm. i didn't really know that anyone else would want to do something like this and i think um you know together we could come up with some cool ideas for the show so pretty pretty pumped pretty excited so glad to be here also on top of that andy helped me out immensely getting all this stuff set up (laughs) did a lot of research uh (laughs) getting this equipment ready but anyways so getting to the topic of the day, we decided, you know, since it's our first episode together, we're going to talk about music that influenced us as we grew up. Oh, yeah. So let's get into it, man. Top 10. Let's well, go. You can start off. Well, uh, obviously, kind of going off the uh, song that uh, pretty much opened the show with, uh, yeah, yeah. that was uh, A New Level by Pantera. And uh, Matt and I both agree that uh, Pantera is probably one of the most influential bands that we've um, had through growing up. Um, I pretty much found Pantera. Obviously, everyone knows the song "Walk." Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much played at almost every sporting event you go yeah. to. Um, unless, it's you're also, too, unless you're too drunk to understand what's going on. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it's on the same album as a new level vulgar display of power. Um, just heavy riffs, and uh, it's pretty much like the album right after Cowboys from Hell that really kind of pushed, you know, Pantera into the heavy metal scene, mm-hmm. uh, turned more heads. Obviously. Them starting out as a glam band, having a different singer, how, how weird Phil is that? and Samo. Oh, dude! But then really getting into uh, getting the heavy metal scene, and you know, just going from glam all the way through vulgar display of power, um, you know, all the way up to uh, reinventing the steel. So yeah, I mean, all solid albums. All solid albums. You know, it's one band that I just I listen to, especially from the time that they started, um, going all the way to you know, the unfortunate, you know, disabanding of the band, um, that they basically got better every album and heavier every album. And just, I could really kind of relate to the lyrics. And I think there were lyrics that were so ahead of their time too. A lot of them kind of deal with like, um, social issues that we Mm -hmm. still kind of go on or that are going on. And, um, I don't know. It's just like they were a really kind of cutting edge, edgy band, just with their lyrics and their sound, and just you get Dimebag Daryl on the guitar. Just, I mean, literally, his guitar sound is probably the, in my opinion, the most unique, Definitely. like pretty much of any band I've ever heard. R.I.P. Dimebag. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, but then, in addition, not only to that, uh, just like the whole band in itself, just being so revolutionary in their sound and just really carrying like the metal throughout the '90s, really big. Um, but yeah, I'd have to say Pantera for sure. Just Definitely. And their lyrics and all that. I mean, you've, pre- you've pretty much hit every key point what I could have said. <laughs> yeah. And you, I know you know a little bit more, actually more about Pantera than I do, so. Yeah. Um, I, so I just some... love how fast their shit is, so. Oh, yeah. Like Groove Metal, like, kind of yeah. took thrash and, <clears throat> uh, like, that southern kind of twang, I guess you would call it. Yeah, southern boys. Yeah, like, and just putting metal, it's just, I mean, there's a lot of good rock bands come out of the south and, uh metal bands obviously but yeah i'd have to say 
they were probably my favorite band out of any bands and they're and they're up there with one of my most influential as well so yeah yeah i'm gonna go with pantera and i gotta send a shout out to my buddy kyle wrong because he's the one that really turned me on to pantera so i remember um, when you absolutely. showed me pantera and you showed me that they're a glam band first i thought you were just pulling my leg i thought you were just joking <laughs> i did some more research myself i was like oh my god no way oh yeah dude it's crazy to think i mean what a 180 right huge 180 all right well i know we have a couple ones that we yeah let me shoot next. from the let me shoot from the hip on the next one yeah that, it, yeah <laughs> and i know because we, we're gonna do a couple doubles that we both agreed on most influential out of our top 10 so, so the next one we were going to talk about is nirvana and uh I was uh, a huge Kurt Cobain fan, but what really did it for me since I'm a drummer was Dave Grohl. I mean, Dave Grohl's yeah, a Dave. monster. And you know what? It's not even just he's a great drummer. You look at him with the Foo Fighters. Well, yeah, he's a great musician all around, but yeah. I'm saying, I mean, they had albums before Nevermind, but when Nevermind came out, I mean, I was blown away. I mean, the literally, speed. every song in there is, I mean, a grunge classic, really. Oh, yeah. He I mean, had, he was... Just none of the stuff he played was sloppy. Like, everything was just perfect. Yeah, and I think, too, whenever you think of grunge, I mean, what's the first band that comes to your head? Usually Nirvana. Usually Nirvana. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, Pearl Jam second, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, just the whole thing, just, I mean, literally geniuses, I think, ahead of their time. And I think it's kind of cool, too, just, I mean, you look at a lot of music today, if it wasn't for grunge, a lot of the music out today especially rock wise would not be out. Right. And I'll still never forget watching that uh live unplugged New York um thing that Nirvana did. You ever seen oh yeah, that? like the MTV. Yeah. I remember reading a story about how like Dave Grohl had like real actual sticks and Kurt Cobain was having a fit cuz he didn't have like those like softer sticks that like so someone had to run to like the local uh music st- um store and like come back and get him like some softer sticks. It's yeah. crazy. Well, I mean, yeah, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, I mean, everyone talks about Kurt Cobain, obviously. And Kurt yeah. Cobain, I mean, he's like the face of Nirvana. But, you know, you, you have, you know. R.I.P. Kurt no- Cobain. Sorry, yeah, and Chris Novoselic. Absolutely. Chris Novoselic and uh, Dave Grohl, I mean, in the background, I mean, really holding down. Yeah. I mean, they were really kind of like the root of that band. Mm-hmm. I mean, because even if you would have t- taken out either one of those guys, that band wouldn't be the same. I mean, yeah, like it would sound kind of different, but I don't think their music would be as good. Yeah, I don't think uh, what because I, I, I could care less whoever drummed before Dave Grohl, but I don't think they would have been as successful. Maybe or sounded yeah. even better. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, like it's like we said, you know, Dave Grohl is a, is a musical genius. So yep. anytime you put him in a band, I mean, he's just had success. So yeah. I mean, without without Dave Grohl, I mean, I in my opinion, there's really no Nirvana, to be honest. That's true. I can agree with that. I mean, obviously, you know, Kurt Cobain, great singer. I love how he, how he like, yells, screamed. I yeah. mean, we were talking about that, too. It's like a scream yell, and it's just... It's, I, I don't even... I can't even explain it. Right, but every time he does it, for, for me at least, you can feel the pain. Yeah. Like, and he, he uses just, that kind of vocal, like... To just make it amplify, like, you know, this is my pain. Yeah. And, I mean, just like, and you, it's kind of one of those things of, like, Chester Bennigan, you know, just just how Je- Chester Bennigan just kind of, you know, he put all of his emotions into the song, and I feel like yeah. he kind of did it the same way. So You know what? Thinking about Chester Bennington's, like, suicide, it's like... All those songs were just years of suicide notes. Yeah, really. I, if you really listen to the lyrics, mm-hmm. I honestly think they were just a long time coming of just suicide notes. Yeah, I mean, maybe he that's, that was <laughs> yeah. maybe that was his therapy yeah. to get it all out. Yeah, but I mean, but maybe in hindsight, those those were just suicide notes. Uh, that's just my or, opinion. No, and I actually I, I a thousand percent agree. I think it was. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of going on that note. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, next one was Lincoln Park. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just remember. And, uh, Sorry, shout out allergy season. <laughs> I just remember. Uh, <laughs> I just remember in. Uh, she. What, what was it like? 2003. Yeah, it was 03. We saw them. That was the first concert we ever saw. Project, but Project Revolution. Yeah, we saw them. Project Revolution. Yep. Uh, right after uh, Meteora came out, it wasn't during the Meteora tour. 
um it was right after that album came out yep. but i remember in the end came out on the radio and uh i just got in i you know i love that song you know i, I i'll be i'll be honest i bought that whole album just for the I, hybrid theory i bought that for that one song but then as i started listening to the album i was like this is badass yeah like can, this there's is, no track you can skip yeah yeah like oh um, i just only gonna listen to in the end you're like okay yeah Oh There's, my god! Holy shit! This this is amazing. The whole the whole album is so good. Yeah. And then I just remember, then I remember I kind of like showed you them, and then you really got into them too. Yeah. And I remember Hybrid or not Hybrid Theory, excuse me, Meteora came out, yep. and just just how good. Well, yeah, no. What what got me hooked? First of all, it's Linkin Park, so I'm already hooked. Yeah. Second of all, I remember when MTV was still playing music videos. Yeah. <laughs> they R.I.P. R.I.P. MTV. <laughs> Trash. Um, faint. The music video for Faint yeah, came out, dude. and I I, I remember that hearing that like sweet the uh just all the parts like I don't know the the video came out and I was just like, dude, no way this is gonna be sick. Like I can't wait to for Meteora to come out and Meteora came out and it was not a disappointment at all. No, dude, and track it, for track, track for track again. And I just remember, back. man. I just I got those. I think it was, yeah, I think it was like my 12th birthday. My dad just got me in for my birthday, got me yeah. too, and he's like, and we're getting, and Matt's going to go with us. Dude, it was and sick. I still, to this day, that is my favorite show I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Favorite show. I mean, I know we saw, um, you know, Corn, and then we saw Snoop Dogg there. Um, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the first time I've ever smelled marijuana. <laughs> yeah, my dad's like, oh, I didn't know it was gonna be like this. So I'm like, yeah, I don't well, know. Twelve I mean, years old. You got Ghostface Killer and Snoop Dogg and Corn and I don't we, know too saw, many people smoke pot to Lincoln Park, but you know, yeah, whatever, whatever. As I remember, we saw the tail end of the used. Then we saw Corn, yep. Snoop Dogg, or no, it was Snoop Dogg, then Corn, then right. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park came on actually pretty late, if I remember. Yeah, and I, th- I think. Th- didn't we have something to do the next day? We we like left right during like an encore. Or something. Yeah, we had like baseball or something. And it was something weird. Oh yeah, it was baseball practice. Yeah, it was something like that. But I just remember, dude, how just that show, man. To this day, just every person yeah. in the audience knew every single lyric to every single song. Well, my thing was, I forget what song it was, obviously, but they're they're playing it and they got these dudes that are like ninjas coming out, running out. Yeah, and dude. Like, they're doing like, jumping and doing backflips. They're doing like parkour before yeah. it was like parkour. Yeah, before parkour was actually on the scene. Parkour. <laughs> yeah. parkour. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was it was ex- excellent show, excellent yeah. band, and just their lyrics, you know, Chester Bennington and uh just and the whole I mean, literally everything everything about them, especially those two albums. I know they kinda like, you know, Menace to Midnight. I mean it was alright and Meh. Yeah, I mean their albums kind of did get. Kind, I feel like they did kind of get away. Poppier. From, yeah, they kind of get away from like their base. more like more like radio friendly kind of stuff. Yeah, which I feel like they didn't need because they, they did, already. Yeah, had, that's what I was about. Yeah, that's literally huge, what I was about to say. Yeah, they already had a huge following. Yeah, they had a huge. And I mean, it's funny. I mean, I remember right before Chester died, he he was like super upset because a lot of people didn't like their current album, like that you know, like yeah. with heavy and all mm-hmm. that on there. And because they're like, you know, you guys sold out. This isn't you, all that. Um, but, I mean, and I agree to a point um, as far as that's not them. Um, I don't know, though. I just I was, what, I was a little disappointed how they did change their song, it, their, their, oh, their songs too. and their style and their themes and all that. But, but what to you is selling out? Because um, like, I know I th- a lot of people say that, like, Linkin Park sold out. Uh, on a totally unrelated topic, people told me that The weekend sold out. But I mean, that's just one dude trying to get popular. To yeah, get his music well, out. that's kind of what you need to do. I feel like they kind of were more appealing. Kind of what you said is more radio friendly. I don't. I mean, so that's more of like selling out. Yeah, dude, you should just make music to. If it's good, it's good. If the radio, if it doesn't want to be on the radio, who cares? Like, yeah, if you get a single or two. I mean, if you go like Sirius XM, and I'm not, you know, trying to you know, freaking advertise for them. But, like, they play a lot of songs Podcast that I like that are not, yeah, 
that are not on the radio, which which I like, and it's, it's sort of like Spotify as well. You know, you can listen, you could put any song for the most part that's not majorly played on the radio, and they'll play it. And you're like, I love this song, right. and just because it's not on the radio doesn't mean it's not a good song. And I just feel like they appealed more to the radio audience than the actual core fans. Yeah, that's what I view it but, as. Kind of, but like I said, out. they already had a huge following. I don't know why they needed to go. Like, I'll, I'll give you another good example. Day to remember. Okay ton of their stuff is not radio friendly and then they get i don't i think it was uh man i don't even know the album anymore they had one song that started playing on the radio and i said are you kidding me this really is, and it wasn't heavy nothing it wasn't heavy at all and, and it I doesn't ha- have to I, be heavy it well just, that, oh, that's what i'm saying just, it was a you know, really poppy catchy song to some people but the lyrics were extremely like a third grader wrote like them. poorly written oh yeah like the the rhyming um they they just didn't yeah yeah yeah, into yeah it. exactly like i'm trying to think of the lyric it's like i hate this town it's so washed up all my friends don't give a fuck i'm like oh okay did you really just write that like you have like two or three good albums with just amazing lyrics and that that's what you really want to write yeah i don't know i just and they get real tacky and like corny like that oh, stuff yeah. mm-hmm. and then that's kind of like another thing i view but, yeah, uh, let's move on though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we got two more that are on the same. Yeah, then we're gonna kind of go on our own a little bit here. Right. So the next one we'll go to Breaking Benjamin. I love Breaking Benjamin, um, and I just, I mean, even they've had a lot of like kind of lineup changes, but I'll tell you what, their choruses are probably some of the best written choruses out of any band I've ever heard, and it's just they're so well written, just and how he can how. How he can the vocalist he can just change his voice so that he can he's like real soft to like real heavy to like I I don't even know how he does it to be honest he he's amazing just with his how he can change his voice but then not only that then the instruments in the background are just so cool are so good and just mad um it's yeah. so good like all his other songs I mean anyone who's listening if you ever listen to Breaking Benjamin one of my things is really listen to his choruses. Yeah, that dude's got that I'm, dude's I'm got one you, hell of a course, voice. He he can he can do whatever he wants during the verses, but I'm telling you, good. the main <laughs> part you want to listen to is the chorus. It it just gets really strong and it's really raw. It's yeah. pure talent. Yeah, and it, it's so good. And then because my big thing is whenever I listen to a band, just just for some reason, just I always listen to the instruments first. That's just that's just how I am. I'm always um, listening to the drums first. Yeah, I, I listen to the instruments, but drums and vocals. That and then I get into like guitar stuff later. Yeah, I don't know. I just I li- I listen to the instruments first, usually lyrics. But his lyrics just caught caught my ear just right right away. His voice, everything, first thing, and then just listen to everything else. Just how it matches up perfectly. It's so clean. It and just their transit, their transitions are so good. So I mean, I Breaking Benjamin and just especially with like Red Cold River coming out. Yeah. Uh, which I think came out, oh, I think probably, last month. Yeah, something like um, that. Man, and I I have not heard a bad song off the album yet. And for them to be, they kind of took like a hiatus. I mean, I'll tell you what, for them to come back this strong, it almost sounds like they haven't they haven't missed a beat. So well, I mean, sometimes that's a really good thing for a band to do. Yeah, I agree. You know, tour, record, all that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But um. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say about that band. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the last thing I listened to was all the way through was Phobia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't heard a bad a bad record from them. So, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I, I mean, until the end is probably, like, my favorite song from them. See, like, that's, I still haven't even heard that. Dude. Which, what's that off of? Because uh, if it's off Phobia, that's embarrassing. Cause I, I, I don't think it's off okay. Phobia. I forget what album it's off of. But yeah, I would definitely check out Until the End by Breaking Benjamin. Um, probably like one of the best um, choruses. How I, like I keep saying, their choruses are like some <laughs> right. of the best I've ever heard. And that song right there is a prime example. So, Cool, cool. Hey, let's move on. Absolutely. I love talking about it, but let's, let's go a little bit. Let's go. All right, next one. The Almighty Led Zeppelin. I mean, what else is there to say? I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> literally, Led Zeppelin. I mean, you can expand, but you literally just said Led Zeppelin. You could just move on. We could technically move on. We but, could, but, and I have a poster down here of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I mean, 
talk about i mean a super group i mean, we were talking about yeah, that we, we were talking the other day there that's definitely a super group i mean they don't need to branch off and make another band for a super group every single member in that band you know robert plant jimmy page john paul jones freaking john bonham i mean i mean there's there's really honestly no band out there that can pretty much top the talent yeah i mean come together i mean guys who are playing multiple instruments john paul jones john paul jones i mean and you know uh, we talked about this the other day too the time signatures that that band pulled off i I, with black dog we always talk about black dog we tried to cover black dog one time it's it was a mess and to and to and to try to play it and just how it's so off but it still works somehow i will never understand that i i don't understand that also can we talk about how uh john bonham played moby dick with his hands yeah like that whole drum that solo whole song. he like he played it with his sticks for a while and then near the end he like dropped like put his sticks down and he was just so effed up from drugs and alcohol he's just playing it all of a sudden it, like he does like a, a roll on the on the floor tom stops and punches the gong like, <laughs> crazy dude I mean, when you're that good, I guess you could be under the influence of anything and still pretty much show anybody up, I suppose. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, but, I mean, just, and oh, man, just Robert Plant's vocals. I mean, I, I, you, I, I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, you you go to Stairway to Heaven, you go to Whole Lot of Love, you, I mean, just, I mean, any song. I mean. Yeah, and I don't know if you've heard, and this this band is getting a lot of flack right now greta van yeah 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 yeah. however you say it yeah now don't get me wrong there's some stuff that sounds good but they're kind of like if i just wanted to listen to the off to led zeppelin's offspring (laughs) yeah i guess that's the band i'd go to yeah i remember the first time i heard on my uh i was like what i thought it was like some sort of like 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 unreleased unreleased led zeppelin song i know that's exactly what i thought too um yeah i mean i think it's cool but at the same point in time it's like you know, once you kind of come up with your own, your own style, yeah, and, your and own there's sound. all these reports that are saying like they're not trying to sound like Led Zeppelin, but dude, if you got the I'm voice, sorry, if you, you got like the Led voice Zeppelin. like Robert Plant, man, I'm sorry, but it's been done before. You got it. <laughs> I mean, that could be said for a lot of music, but that's a specific vocal range. I Try agree. something else. I, I but, a thousand but, percent agree. But but I will have to say, you know. Kudos to you for having a band being successful like that oh, whatever, yeah. at whatever age they are right now. Yeah, I know they were only like 19 or 20, Something. which is which is pretty impressive. I, I mean, yeah, it sounds like I'm dogging them for that sound, but, but, you, know, here, but here, you know what? They got some success going. True. But here, let me ask you this question. All right. If they didn't sound like Led Zeppelin, say they just had their own style, okay, with the same amount of talent they have, but they sound totally different. They sound like an original, their own band. Are they as famous? Oh, that is a good question. And I can't answer that because I don't know what they would sound like. Exactly. What if? Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's hard, but would they? Yeah. Who knows? I, I couldn't, I couldn't, Who knows? I can't you can't give a straight answer. answer. Yeah. No. So let's move yeah. on from Zeppelin. Uh, I'll start on yeah. my list. Sounds hmm. good. I'm gonna go with Rage Against the Machine. Okay. Now talk about a band that didn't need to be like didn't have to be have a ton of uh heavy riffs fast um all this stuff everything seemed kind of simple coming from drum parts at least for me but tom morello's not i mean i don't play guitar i play yeah. bass but tom is a beast so yeah but i'm just saying nothing had to be way too over the top or complicated i guess that's what i'm saying yeah except tom morello but <laughs> yeah. that dude's a beast but anyways that was the first band that got me into like understanding political activism yeah in I, in a positive like you know whatever way yeah they, they were to express uh, promoting it, like it in yeah. a positive way yeah. rather than you know causing all and, these riots and stuff right yeah and uh i mean they were a band that showed that they actually cared about their own culture and people that you know were being taken over uh you know government um basically just kind of they just had a strong message that yeah. that they always stuck to and um you know i mean good they for just them. they they never backed down anytime there was something that they thought was corrupt or wrong they would always you know go perform like i know they've performed right outside of like city hall i think like just yeah that's see that's pretty cool 
yeah, and it was like for one of their music videos, and yeah. So that was that was definitely one of the and like their sound was unique. Their sound is awesome and unique. Absolutely. Zach De La Rocha just brings so much aggressiveness to his Energy. vocals. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, oh. like you can, and I mentioned this about Kurt Cobain. Like you could feel the pain, but like he's like you, you could feel the frustration. The, you, could, you can hear the frustration he has yeah. in his voice, not only for himself but for the for the future of America and for people's lives. Yeah, and just having uh, one everything fair and and everything like that, because you know it's like he just wants everyone to be fair and treated fair and. And I think it's kind of an American dream in itself. Yeah. So and then you got Tom Morello, who's another political activist. And uh, I saw this thing. I have to tell you this thing. It's really funny. Uh, I saw this thing on Twitter. Um, someone someone was like, oh, great. Some no-name musician um, sprouting things about government. What the hell does he know about government? And he tweeted back, like, um, I have a degree in political science from like some college i forget what college <laughs> yeah basically shut them down yeah but see that's the thing they're being political activists and they actually understand it they understand whatever topic they're yeah you know, activating yeah. against yeah and i i don't know i, li- I like rage against the machine a lot and the guitar solos with that whammy pedal oh <laughs> yeah it doesn't really get much better and again they're super unique just in their sound their message just mm-hmm. just awesome really yeah. all right let's move on to yours um so I'm actually going to do uh, corn uh, okay. with a K and a backwards R. Oh wow! Well, actually, that was both our list, so we can mark we can mark that off again too. Okay, yeah, with a uh, uppercase K and a backwards uppercase R. So I just thought they were illiterate when I first. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was like badass or anything. I thought yeah. it was just like, oh, they can't I spell. Mean, talk about a band that's like like they're like a, they're like a heavy metal band, but they're like just like a hard rock band at the same time. Just like the way that how they tune everything down. I remember the first song I heard by them was Blind, and that is still one of my absolute favorite intros of any just what? band ever. Not not even a new level? It's not it's <laughs> up there with that, but it, it's kidding. it's excellent. Just the whole band is so good. And they keep running really good stuff. Jonathan Davis writes just hell of a hell of and just just lyrics and songs and just they're so good. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I can't other, really say anything really bad about them to be honest. Right, you know, and I, we talked about this the other day, but like, <laughs> I would probably cry all day if I had to sit there be Jonathan Davis's therapist <laughs> and hear whatever happened to him as a kid. Thank God he writes it out and just sings about it and screams about it because yeah, I'd probably go home and like quit my job. Yeah, I wouldn't want to hear his stories ever again. <laughs> yeah, and I know, like, you know, but like, but like, I'm. You know, not trying to make light of whatever happened to him as a kid, but like, you know, good for him for finding an outlet to yeah, speak and, about the issues that he's gone through. Right. Like, and for some tough. people like him, you know, it's the music's enough. And unfortunately for like Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park, um, you know, it wasn't enough. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Just I really like the aggression he, he brings into uh, the music. I will say one yeah. of my absolute favorite videos on youtube and my favorite mm-hmm. video from corn is it's them like performing at a club in like 1995 i know what you're talking and about and I love they that play one. blind and it's like in this real small it's like it's a, a real intimate venue yes yeah, super small yeah and you just they're, they're doing the intro to blind you just you just hear the ride symbol going and yeah and it's just going and going and then they're all just kind of standing there they all have their hoods up on their hoodies that they're wearing yeah and then you just see jonathan davis just kind of like come out it's like almost like out of the crowd yeah man <laughs> all of a sudden he just a, gets on if stage ever, if you listen go watch it and then yeah it's it's i think it's in dallas i think it's like corn like 1995 that. dallas or something like that and they're like in some small club. i mean and they're literally once he yells are you ready and then the entire like it's it's like a earthquake yeah. just the whole entire and club the whole band besides the drummer is yeah. like doing like this choreography like bobbing up and down they yeah. like there's like yeah. shoulder to shoulder and then jonathan davis looks like he just like broke his whole neck and spine from headbanging so hard and i was like there too with him because i was like ah shit you know but i one of the other things i i don't remember where i was and i was younger and i remember i was at someone's house and mtv was on and this band was on. I was like, what is happening? It was Corn, and it was the song Freak on a Leash. And I remember feeling really, really, really upset and kind of 
disturbed that that girl gets shot. Like it's it's a cartoon. Oh yeah. Because like that that bullet goes off and it's just flying through the whole music video. Yeah, yeah. And it goes it's, it skips over to the cartoon and that little girl, little girl is playing hopscotch. Yeah. It's cartoon, not real. Yeah. <laughs> music video too, and it hits her and she falls down. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how old I was, but I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. Turns and like a few years later, I get into corn and I see that video. I'm like, oh dude, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just their whole, you know, even when we saw, I remember kind of, it's actually funny because um, when we saw Corn, that was the first time I've ever heard them, first time I heard of them. Yeah. Okay. And then I just remember my dad comes home from work one day with <laughs> their this. self-titled album Corn with a little girl on the swing set. Dude, I totally forgot about this. Yeah, my dad's like, yeah, remember that band we saw, you know, with Linkin Park? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, here's their album. And I start listening to it. I'm like, dude, this is gnarly. <laughs> Dan Augustine. Yeah. Badass. So I just, I mean, corn is, and just, and especially too, like when I started, you know, really getting into playing bass guitar as well, um, they were a huge influence too. Um, so yeah. So I know you cool, cool. will go to the transition, I guess. What do you have? Uh, hmm. I'm going to get this one out of the way because it's like a, it was the influential, but only for two albums, uh, Pearl Jam. Yeah. And I don't even say that with extreme confidence, dude. I, it's just... That we ten, talk, that we ten, talk, that well, ten album was so the ten good. album was so good, and unfor- I still wish to this day Dave Abrazizi was their drummer during that. But he played, dude, it. he uh, was he he played their stuff when they played it live, and he was a monster, dude. I wonder what happened with that. Maybe he just there was really, a there was yeah. a falling out. I remember reading like he and Eddie Vedder didn't get along. I was about to say it's from yeah. Eddie Vedder. Well, yeah. I mean Eddie Vedder's a great singer, but he just kind of comes off as like like a prick. I mean, well, we talked we talked about this the other day. I said, you know. I, if I were if I was born earlier and I was old enough to see them in the nineties, I would have seen them and then never saw them again because all the other videos yeah. I watch of him, he's like wine drunk on stage and barely even singing it. Well, like I said, I saw yeah. him back my senior year in high school, um, with some uh, actually friends of Matt and I and uh Not true. <laughs> friends at the time, sorry. That's more accurate. <laughs> okay. Um all right, my bad. and uh Matt uh Excuse me. I saw them, and uh, they weren't. I mean, they weren't anything. And that's disappointing. That's well, disappointing. oh, oh, it didn't help too that the girl next to me, I think, was like tripping on something, and she she kept like <laughs> she kept like bumping into me, and I was like, I kept looking at her, like, what are you? Doing? And then eventually, she just spilled her whole beer on me. I was like, Dude, well, that, that was that that's was probably bound what, to happen. That's like eight or nine dollars down the drain. <laughs> yeah, on my shirt. All right. <laughs> and then that's you having to go home and wash it. That's yeah, I was like. Dude, and then it was like it was like hippieville. I mean, it really was. I mean, there were people literally dressed up as hippies, and they were like down because we had we were kind of like in the back, but like up, and you could see people on the floor in the Mm. back. You look down, and there's this one girl. I'm like, okay, we're not at Woodstock, (laughs) all right. So, and she's like just twirling around in her like dress. It was like the funny. We're 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 laughing at her. Yeah, I can imagine. But I also think the, uh, you know, we we might say some negative stuff like with Pearl Jam blah 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 like we were just talking about but I also think like it's interesting because I remember I was really into them especially because of uh the 10 album 10 was I mean 10 10 was an absolute fabulous uh, and that was their first album and to think that you know that's what they wrote for their first album yeah and you know it's one of those things like it's like why did it go downhill you would think it'd be better you know I um well it's not it's kind of a baseless opinion but dude, I I would have kept Dave Abrazizi. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, Matt can't. No, Matt. Uh, Matt Cameron's a good drummer, dude from Soundgarden. But like, uh, stay in Soundgarden. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I don't uh, know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. That that's just my opinion, uh, and that's how I feel. I don't. Yeah. Well, he wasn't even on Ten, was he? Like did Dave Abrazizi. Yeah. No, he only did like some stuff off Vitology, I think, and then things just kind of went south. Yeah. I don't know. That's so cool, though. Just how they how they played at some big festivals and okay, so there we go. I liked like two songs off Vitology, and then the other one I liked was Versus. Yeah, Versus liked, had a lot of good stuff. Uh, what was the Fixer album? Uh, I think it's called the Fixer, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't oh, know, well. but I like that song. That's one of their newer songs. I actually really like that song. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. Some backstory on uh, Eddie Vedder, though. 
he I thought it was funny like when he first started joining like bands just to play around and they'd play out I remember reading this he'd wear goggles because he was so nervous to play in front of people <laughs> no way <laughs> no dead serious like look it up yeah I swear to god he, goggles. he would like you look more goofy than, <laughs> probably more attention to him like who's that weirdo up there jumping around long hair wearing goggles <laughs> with no bathing suit like that's weird <laughs> Uh, Whatever floats the, your boat. The I title guess. of the band was kind of cool. Yeah, you know, his grandma's name was Pearl, and she had like good jam or some shit like that. Yeah. I thought it was All right. Like, yeah. Yeah. We'll move on. Um. Okay. Thanks so, a lot, Eddie Vedder. Yeah, you, you ruined it. No, I'm just kidding. It was a yeah. team effort. <laughs> well, actually, real quick, they had a really good uh, live unplugged one too. I, I yeah. really enjoyed yeah. that one. I think that was after ten though too. So all they I think played was off of ten. Yeah, good choice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess kind of changing gears a lot. Um, I would have to say, I say for me, disturbed. Um, that was another one that's on our list, man. We didn't really look at the anyway. Yeah, go go get ahead. Going. Um, disturbed. <laughs> I just. Down with the sickness. That is the first song I heard by them, and that's uh, it was my favorite song for a while. But I really like the game. The game's an excellent song. Yeah, Stupefy. Yeah, Stupefy. Good, good song. Um, but yeah, I just I love I the, believe Ten Thousand Fists. Um, their newest one's okay. I can't think of what it is. Did you hear that cover they did? Yeah. Sound of uh mm-hmm. Sound of Silence, yeah. That's not that Oh cinema. my god. That song that song's that song's the best song of that album. My mom doesn't like Disturbed. Yeah. But she heard that song and she's like just loves that one. I mean yeah. she's not gonna listen to the other ones, but she she's <laughs> yeah. like, That is such an amazing cover. Yeah, no. Well, because my neighbor during the summer sometimes will just play his radio really loud and that one came on and my mom just like blew her away. She's like, Oh, who's this? And they're like, That's disturbed, dude. Well, she looked it up. She's like, you ever heard of Disturbed? I was like, have I ever heard of Disturbed? Is that a real yes. question? Uh, Mom, have you ever listened to their album, Believe? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> well uh, you should. Anyways, but yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, everything about it. What him, a powerful voice, especially yeah. bouncing back from vocal surgery, man. Yeah. Not too many singers can do that, especially yeah. in that genre. And well, like I said, I saw Disturbed. I was super pumped, which I was actually, I was actually pretty upset that they kind of, basically, I mean, they were on the main stage. I think... They were one band before Avengers Sevenfold, and I was like, "Well, they should probably Avengers Sevenfold should be opening for them." But that's neither here nor there. But um, <laughs> Anthony, you probably disagree. Yeah, well, I disagree with him. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know his voice wasn't that great live, and I don't know if it was, if that was pre or post surgery. I can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. I I mean I don't know if it was just because he'd been yelling or whatever, but I don't know. But still, though, I mean, they write great songs. I think they're fantastic. I think they're um, just, they're awesome. So yeah, I'd have to say, and we both agree, Disturbed for sure. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, man. Um, I think I said this the other day. It's not like a super group, but it was definitely a good group of guys. Uh, yeah, that's right. We were and, saying that. And they all, they like the lyrics, um, David Draymond just, Really, the lyrics are He fan. just really just, knows how to write them. And they're really, phenomenal, really. really hits you right in the gut with emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another band where I'd say definitely listen to the choruses. Yes. Those dudes yes. know how to write some good choruses. Good chorus. They're very, super catchy. And they're not even just catchy. They're they're very technical, and they're very well-written. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I'll catch myself still sometimes, like, yeah. just singing the chorus of, like, songs off Believe. Like, yeah. And like, oh, the verse was this, this, this. I don't remember. But the chorus is, you know. Yeah. Good band all around. Excellent band. Um, I don't know. What do you have? So this is actually my last one, and I'm actually glad I saved this one for last because this is a band of pure talent. I'm too behind just to let you know. How? <laughs> I have two more. You're fired. I know. Okay. Last one, Queen. I I don't even know where to start, man. You got Freddie Mercury, you got Brian May, and then the two others. <laughs> <laughs> and no, see, I, I see that's to... why they didn't make my list. All right, Andy. Uh, the the other two I used to know their name <laughs> and uh I forgot. But talk about a band that can just write I mean sorry, it's gonna sound cliche. They write, they wrote Bohemian Rhapsody. How many bands are putting together like an opera like that? 
Yeah, that is it's like true. A, it's almost I mean, like a rock opera. I mean, I remember we talked about this too. I mean, to have um, Freddie Mercury in that band, I think he pretty much made Queen. Really, I yeah. mean, if he went off, if he wouldn't have died, and he would have, he probably could have formed his own sort of thing and made his oh, own yeah, we, band. We, we talked about that. He um, probably could have done some of how pop good, stuff. How good he was, and how great of a songwriter he was, and how good of a showman he was. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I understand. R.I.P. Freddie Mercury. Mercury, yeah. but I don't know. Had a I lot just, of RIPs already on this show. <laughs> yeah, no, and I I could see why you have them on your list just because. I mean, just how well written really songs catchy. are. Oh, it's you know, real it's catchy. Really it's well written. Um, I mean, talk about a man who's had pure raw vocal talent. Yeah, I agree. Doesn't Absolutely need, agree. I mean, like, look at what he. I mean, if he was still around today, recording his music like that. He wouldn't need all that enhancing like most of most uh, oh, like, yeah, vocalists have to do now yeah. in recordings. Yeah. Because like now you listen to these bands, you got these guys doing like the clean vocals and then you go see them live, they could barely hit it. Freddie Mercury was not one of those dudes. Yeah. And like I said the other day, uh, my dad saw Queen. He said that dude was just flying up and down the stage, oh, still yeah. hitting notes. Like, where is the energy coming from? Where is his breath coming from? You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they. I mean, all around pure talent. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, Don't know where they'd be if he was still alive, but you know, yeah, I'd actually, I'd, I'd love to see that though. There's a, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a, that goes for a lot of bands though too. Like, what if this musician that was part of this band was still alive? Even if they, had, even if they had broken apart, like, well, there still would have been a better chance of them coming back together, maybe. You know, so yeah. No, I agree. So I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? It's a million dollar question. So. Definitely. All right. Um, all right, for me, my last two, um, I'll just go with Rush. I mean, three guys that basically sound like ten guys, maybe. This, I mean, they sound like an entire orchestra, pretty much when they play their songs. You know, Getty Lee, mm-hmm. Neil uh, Pert, or Piart, however the hell you want to say his name. Neil Pert, Neil, Neil Piart. Whatever, and Alex Lifeson. And Alex Lifeson is, in my opinion, the most underrated guitar player ever. Zivil Yunovich. Yeah, whatever you just said. That's his real name. Okay, well, Alex Lifeson. <laughs> um, we're going to go with that name. Yeah, but he, Rush uh, fan my ass. Yeah, well, whatever. But he, uh, <laughs> that that guy right there, and you know, and it just kind of goes to show you too, like what a joke the Rock Hall is, that they basically, people had Did, to like beg them to put Rush, and I'm like, how do yeah, you but beg? That's because I'm pretty sure there was someone on there who was like totally un- like biased against them, like just not biased, but like totally against them. He was them. open for the, having them in there. No, no, no. The, I remember hearing there was someone on that that uh, committee that was like absolutely not. Oh, it was like a hundred percent against Rush. It was like no. Way. I'm like, dude. I don't know one person who <laughs> you can't call yourself a rock fan if you don't like Rush. That's my opinion. Yeah. Even if even if they don't like put put in your top ten group, anything like that, or like your top favorite bands, if you don't at least be like, oh yeah, that's Tom Sawyer. Everybody knows that song. That's you know what I mean. I mean, I love Working Man's my favorite song by them. Or um, free will, yeah. But uh, I mean, I'll tell you what. Just three guys. I mean, you have Getty Lee, who could play. I read somewhere he could play like in the upward of like forty, fifty plus instruments or something. I I wouldn't put it past. And him. you know, dude, look, he like looks like a genius, like a musical genius. Yeah, and then just for him, a synthesizer. I mean, synthesizers and a rock. I mean, are you are you serious? <laughs> Especially back then, he's playing with his feet. Yeah. On top of not even just good bass lines. I'm talking. I'm talking like he might be, in my opinion at least, he might be the best bass player of all time. Getty Whoa. Lee. Yeah. I mean, this just, is this is coming from a guy who's a huge Cliff Burton fan. I know, I know what he Uh-oh. is. He is. He really is. Just what how he can sing all that and how well written the songs are, how well written his bass parts are, and he can play the synthesizer all I mean what and what other band crazy is having a live show with washing machines as <laughs> Yeah. We he plays straight through the PA, that's why. It's still funny. Yeah, it's awesome. Well no, he had uh he had the chicken roasters behind him on the <laughs> one. Yeah. What was the one that we went to? What did he have? I think it was washing machines. That's so funny. But I've seen him where he had like he had like chicken roasters or something. But yeah, like it was they're so good. I've seen them live. The only knock I have against them is just when they play live, just it's not Getty Lee's fault. It's just He's old. Father Time catches up with you, and he just can't hit those high notes anymore. But right. um, I think they're calling it quits at a good time, though. I think they're doing a farewell tour, I think, this year and next year or next year, mm-hmm. something like that. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, awesome band for sure. Super talent. I mean, I'd put their talent up. Their talent up there with Led Zeppelin for sure. So all right, definitely. let's see your other one. You know, my last band is System of a Down for sure. Boom. Um, I love their tuning. I love I love their lyrics, and they're kind of like Rage Against the Machine, where they're kind of political. Um, but uh, like Search Tanky and Darren, um, like always, I was. John Domain. Yeah. And Shabo. Uh, yeah, was, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I always forget. Quick, can I, real quick, can I tell a crazy story? Yeah. I think you heard this one. Okay. I remember reading a story about John Domain. I always read these stories about these artists. <laughs> was, that, was this one where he almost got shot or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was uh, yeah. asleep at night. He was like a little kid, and he was sleeping. And he got really uncomfortable for some reason. Had this really bad feeling. Like, ran into his parents' room. Like five minutes later, gunshots were going off, and when they went to go look at where the bullets were, his head would have been shot. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. I, I, I'm just blown away by that story. Yeah, um, and he's a solid drummer. Imagine if that was solid. He's an excellent drummer for sure. <laughs> Thanks for one upping me. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't care. No, he. Uh, but yeah, that whole band, uh, Toxicity, um, B- BYOB is my favorite song. That Steal This Album's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and then talk about also a band that put out two albums, I think, with the same year. Yeah, but see, and that's Mesmerized kinda, and Hypnotized. Yeah, my only knock against them is that they haven't come out with an album since 2005. Yeah. And they've been that's touring. That's a huge bummer. I th- and they always miss Ohio. Of course, I would yeah. too. <laughs> but I think they honestly need to come out with another. I would I would literally go travel to go see them because um, I that's how much I like them. Yeah, I'd go as far as Cincinnati, though. I'd go out of state. Really? Mm-hmm. I'd definitely go out. I mean, Why I'm, haven't you? Uh, because I want them to come up with new material first, which I, I so, think So you won't be. go see them if, if they're, if they're, unless they play new material? Well, like, they also don't really come that. I mean, like, I'm not talking like, I, I don't want to go all the way to, they always play in California. I'm like, dude, that's so far away. Dude, everyone plays in California because yeah. that's huge. Yeah, but I, like, even there's if they revenue. were like, yeah, no, I get that, but I want them to be semi-close. Um, what, like what? They would have to play uh, Blossom here. Yeah, well, they could play the Q. I know the Q's going to oh, be kind of right. under construction okay. here shortly, but you would. No, pack them in the, the Agora. Yeah, pack. Uh, yeah, right. Pack like put them in the thirty thousand people. Yeah. Good God. But uh, but yeah, I love System of Down. I love their tuning. I like Serge Tankian's voice. Serge Tankian's voice. Yeah, it's incredible. Um. So yeah, that would that's probably gonna round up round out my uh, favorite uh, bands. So. Yeah, in solid list. Um, one thing I wanted to add about System of a Down is that they're huge into their Armenian culture. Yeah, and that, and, uh, that activists for them. Yeah, and if, that's, I, if I if I remember correctly, Armenian, you're right. Well, no, 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 no. I I know that part, but like, I'm pretty sure they're pretty big activists within their own culture. They are, and and that's 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 cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then one thing too is I I go through John uh, John Domain's like Instagram a lot, and um, it's kind of funny because some of the stuff they write about he kind of is like um, not necessarily doesn't really follow it. Some of it, um, like BYOB is kind of like about like us going to war in the Middle East and whatnot. Well, also and, sending you know poor people to, to go fight. Yeah, and you could literally say that in the lyrics. Yeah. But anyways, um, but yeah, so I mean, he's he um he said some stuff on there. I just I was surprised that you know he took stances on certain things um, that you think they wouldn't really that he that I was like I mean you guys kind of like say stuff that's kind of contradicting to what you're agreeing with, right? Which I mean, hey, you know what? He's not writing the lyrics per se. Yeah, and, so and, he doesn't have to agree with it, right? I just, I just kind of just made me surprised. Excellent drummer. And yeah, I mean, there's some he's posted some stuff that I completely thousand percent agreed with, and then um, there's some stuff that I didn't really know about. So, um, but yeah, I, I just I love the band. I think they're cool. So, cool, cool. Uh, to wrap up this show, we're gonna do two more questions, and they're gonna be. What is, in your opinion, the most overrated band? Okay, the Did most overrated it? band, or like a, uh, um, like a whole, or like just, I mean, in any order. The one you think is the most. The most, I gotta go with ACDC, man. 
Boom. Um, I mean, I like ACDC. It's not that I don't like them. Right. Um, it's just I just think that they are so overplayed. Just everywhere you go, it's like I can't even <laughs> listen to Thunderstruck anymore, dude. I, like I can't. Either. And it's I know you have it for. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> because reason. you know college and everyone everyone's like let's create this game called thunderstruck you know the whole time that yeah. solo's playing you gotta drink I'm like oh my god my liver no and you know it's not even like that for me it's just they play that song so much and it's you hear it all the time and back in black too that song just <laughs> i used to like i heard that song i was like i love that song but then it's just played everywhere and it just drives me crazy I, when i was younger i used to play i used to listen to my headphones and play that song on the drums so many times I thought it was a badass, but I'm like, dude, this is a really easy rock. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's due to the fact they're so overplayed um, and how simple like a lot of their music is. Just, I think as from coming from a musician myself, just um, how simple it is to play all their stuff. And then just, I don't know. It's it kind of, again, it's, it's almost like it kind of sells out as well. Um, yeah. Can we also talk about how. In like middle school dances, I told this this to you the other day. How weird it is! How often they would play "You Shook Me All Night Long." <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the schools are promoting abstinence, but that that <laughs> song's like, no, don't be abstinent. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm like, well, maybe what if, is this about? And like at the high school, I'm like they played this in middle school. And if I mean, if they would have like maybe played that song after you went through health class, I mean, maybe it'd be all right. <laughs> but well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, I will say like I do like TNT. Um, yeah. I love that song. That song is so that I, that song is cool. I just Bon Scott though will always be like the best singer. Another uh, one, R.I.P. Bon Scott. Yeah, but he's he's cool. But yeah, man, for me, I gotta say, just like everyone thinks that they're so good and they're so heavy. I'm like, dude, have you listened to Vulgar Display of Power and the level like the intro <laughs> well, to this? Yeah, but to other people's yeah. point, everyone has their own taste. True, but I understand where you're coming like, from. Like for me, I don't know. Like, I'm I love heavy metal. I mm-hmm. love like I just I can't get enough of it. So when I hear something like that, that I'm just like, this is just too light and this, poppy. For yeah, me. that's yeah, that's not thing. everything. Like, TNT yeah. is pretty hardcore, like I guess I am, but that's the other thing. When I found music that was heavier and faster, and more technical, it was yeah, <laughs> it was it was a lot tougher to get back to music like ACDC, where it's just kind yeah, of yeah, you know what, me too. I never thought about that like that. Uh, but, but I mean, like I can listen to like like indie stuff. <laughs> I can listen to like soft indie rock stuff, but like ACDC and stuff like that, I just can't do it. No. But I will go real quick. Yeah. Uh, overrated. Probably any band throughout the hair metal. <laughs> That's so generic. Uh, I definitely Motley Crue. I can't stand Motley Crue. Yeah, I mean. Um, smoking in the boys. <laughs> My winner. Shut up. I mean, uh, like I said, in Poison. Rat, poison, Twisted Sister. Yeah. I just think it was a really embarrassing. Oh shit, Steel Panther. Yeah. I just think that whole era was embarrassing. Dude, it's just those I, I, that's a cool really man. big unpopular opinion because I know people are gonna be like, "No, dude, that shaped and molded some other music." I'm like, doesn't mean I got okay, to like it. The other music right. that was molded by it's way better. Exactly. And I told you that story that that I uh, said something about grunge one time on Twitter, and someone was like, "Grunge killed hair metal," and I was like, "Fucking good." Yeah, like well, first of all, give me an example. Well, you know, I never, I still never, not, I have no example. I never got an example back of how it killed. And you look though, there was different eras of music. Like there's like the disco era. There's Dude, the grunge everything era, is going to kill hair. some sort of era. Yeah, era. I mean, I mean, right now, I mean, I would say pop is like killed a lot of music. Now you still have like kind of. You're still hardcore fans, like you're, you know, like hardcore disturbed or, or like, you know, like Five Finger Death Punch, love them or hate them, whatever. There's still mm-hmm. a huge following. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just whatever. being serious. But I mean, you know, you have, you still have those, those real close followings with these harder, heavier bands that aren't pop. But it's like, you have all like, a lot of rap out today that's really kind of killing a lot of, um, good, yeah, rock. And not all the way, not as bad as like how disco wait, kind of wait, was rock? crazy, but. Yeah, man, I think rap kind of Well, is... rap has more influence. Which I don't know why. I do. Why? In my personal opinion. Yeah. Because of... All right, so in my personal opinion, I believe the reason rap and hip-hop and this new mumble rap phase is yeah. getting so much attention is because those guys know how to market themselves and you know put themselves on media, on social media. That's another and, thing, yeah. And 
people see how much it's glamorized and they love it and that's what they'll listen to yeah I'm, I'm, it's all about influencing people and you know you got you got some rapper who is posting on instagram or stuff stacks of money and that lifestyle and people want to get accustomed to it of course they're going to do it yeah of course they're going to be into it right. now where is as to where you get a band where people have to actually play instruments and you know use their talents yeah. and that's not and that's not that's think- not saying that rappers don't have any talent i'm just saying you have to use all these instruments and people are like eh, i don't know if that's i can so listen to that yeah and you know they could have someone just you know auto tune my why voice why is that guy screaming that. why is that guitar loud why are the drums doing this it really what it comes down to is what people prefer to listen to yeah and well, i think just hip hop is has a really good idea of marketing yeah, and you're right. And I think they make it look easier, kind of like yeah. what you said. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I could just go walk into a studio. I have some lyrics written up, and then, uh, you know, then they'll just make a beat, and I'll just I'll just take my lyrics I have, and I'll just kind of match it, and there you go. People so, eat it up, man. They do. And, I and think like I said, it's, it's really social hurt media. the rock scene, I think, for sure. It's social media scene. because they glamorize it, and everyone's like, oh, man, I want that kind of fame someday. Yeah. Look how easy. Look at look, look at how this. easy it is. He posted but you know like what, four though? songs on SoundCloud, and like, look how famous he is. Blah blah blah. I took I took a lot of those rappers though, like a lot. Oh, well, and that's time. the thing. Even if some that's, newer that's, guys. That's the thing. If you think that they just posted four songs on SoundCloud and got famous, there's no way. No. They, those people had to market themselves and sell themselves to. I know some of them actually don't even use like Chance the Rapper. I think doesn't even use like a record label. He's just that good at marketing. Hmm. But, you know, they all had to start from shitty positions. It's not like they just, like I said, posted four songs like, oh, I'm famous. No. No. And I think they build that following faster. Because, I mean, how many of these rappers do you ever see? Like, our lo- like local bands and stuff play out all the time. You don't really ever see uh, posting for, like, a local rap, rap show. Yep. And you know why? It's all on social media. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on real quick. Yeah. Last question. Most underrated band. Oh man! In your opinion, most underrated band. Um, uh, I would probably have to go with. Let's see here. What do I have? Oh, well, I guess not really underrated. Um, I mean, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I had to think about. I don't know. It. I, I'm still having a tough time with this because. I, I, I have an answer, but it's not like they're my favorite band. Yeah, I guess that's kind that's of like thing, I have. Like, there are, there's there, like a list that I would have, but there's not like one I could really say that's like, oh, they're the top underrated band, you know? Exactly. I could not just sit here and go, dude, this band is so underrated. They fly right under the radar. No one's like, blah, blah, blah. But I will give Tool a lot of credit for. Yeah, his, I don't think they're necessarily underrated. Right. Um, But. But look, they're not overhyped. Yes. And they're very talented musicians. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's see, I feel like I have much easier time for overrated bands than underrated. Yeah, overrated. Maybe it's because I'm a little bit more critical. Yeah, because like a lot of underrated bands, I mean, you don't really hear about. Whereas like all these bands we named, there's everyone knows knows them. Yeah. Um I mean, if I, so I think that's kind of just a tough question, we could probably come back to in the next episode, if yeah. if you want. Yeah, I think I think doing a list would actually like a list, kind of how we did a list of like top art, most yeah. influential. So, but yeah. uh, before we sign off, go Patriots, go Sox, go Boston Bruins. That was a really bad attempt at a Boston accent. But more importantly, uh, go Cleveland <laughs> Indians, go Cleveland Browns. And uh, go Ohio State Buckeyes. Don't you, go Cavs. Don't you Cavs ever, right now. Don't or, you uh, ever talk about. Ooh, Cavs are up by uh, 22 over the Raptors game, too. Don't you ever talk about the Browns on this ever again. <laughs> I'm just Hey, kidding. man, they get a chance this year. We'll see. Yeah. Go Tribe. Go Cavs. Um, Bucks. Bucks. Buckeyes. All right, man. Well, I'm super pumped, like I said before, that you're joining. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna definitely have more episodes coming. Uh, we, we don't have like a set day to do them. Those are going to be kind of like sporadic. Yeah, I know. Um, um, I know we kind of had some idea 
just about kind of talking about what it's like to be in a band and all that. So we yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. That in the next episode, that one will probably. But be we a don't. We but we won't have shorter, like a. We won't have like a set schedule of like you know some podcasts are like oh we have a show every Friday. Ours are going to be a little sporadic because of you know work schedule work and. All and that. Trying to get other people on here to interview, we can interview with, and uh, so, yeah, Andy, totally pumped that you you joined. Yeah, me too. Um, me I too. think we're gonna get a lot of good interviews going, and you know, a lot of uh, banter, I guess you want to call it between us. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely, so, yeah. man. So, uh, that's the end of our show, man. Yeah, and uh, to close it out, we're gonna. I don't know. I don't know. We should we should probably play something. I would assume we'll play something. It'll probably be like. Mozart or yeah. Beethoven. <laughs> no, please don't think that because like, I don't want you to turn your volume all the way up and it's yeah, or, like, or and just it's like play Oceano. some uh, uh, ACDC or something. <laughs> I swear to God, you will never come <laughs> back to this podcast if we have to play ACDC. All, all right. right well, signing off. Signing off. Have a good night.